You are now listening to the Presence Ministries podcast. At Presence, we believe in uniting a generation to spread the love of Jesus. Find us on social media at Presence Ministries. How you guys doing tonight? You good? Woo! Can we give some praise to Jesus tonight? The King of all kings. Come on, lift some praise real quick to Jesus in the house. Come on. Come on, I know we say a lot. His presence is our presence. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Numbers chapter 21 tonight. And we're going to start in verse 10 real quick, all right? So it says, And the people of Israel set out and camped in Oboth. And they set out from Oboth and camped at Ai Abram, in the wilderness that faces opposite of Moab toward the sunrise. From there they set out and camped in the valley of Zered. From there they set out and camped on the other side of the Arnon, which is in the wilderness that extends from the border of the Amorites, for the Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. And from there they continued to Beer, that is the well of which the Lord said to Moses, gather the people together so that I may give them water. Then Israel sang the song, spring up, O well, sing to it, the well that the princes made and the nobles of people dug with the scepter and with their staffs. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many, many uncounted amount of blessings, God, you've given us, God. We thank you, God, for this ministry, Lord, that this is not my ministry. This is not Will's or Kensley's or anybody, God, besides yours. We thank you for this building, and we thank you for everything that you've given us, God. Tonight, God, I ask you to speak through me, Lord, that my words not be evident, but solely, Lord, yours. Tonight, amen. Amen, amen. All right. So... Have you guys ever almost been late to something? Like almost, how about, how about, come on, show of hands, right? Okay, so like, you know, you gotta be somewhere at seven o'clock, but you get there at like 6.59. So there's a story behind this actually. It's uh, between me and Kensley, many of you know her. Um, so whenever we go on a date, we, it's always shambles. It's a good type of shambles because whatever happens does not go the way that we plan it, right? So about a month ago, we celebrated our six-month anniversary, and from there, Teresa, her mother, wanted to um, take us out to dinner, you know, and while I was here in Georgia, they were in South Carolina, so I said, all right, how about this? I'll meet you up there in Atlanta, and you guys drive down to South Carolina, and we'll meet there, and we'll meet at the restaurant, okay? And it's called Seasons 52. How many of you guys been there? You guys been there? No? Not that many? Yeah. I mean, I like to thank you, Teresa. It was a great meal, Um, but... It was a great restaurant, but the only problem was that we were delayed. Um, So unexpectedly, they hit some traffic on the way back down from South Carolina. And what happened was, is that they're literally sitting in traffic, and Teresa, which is a great driver, by the way, Kenzie, I think we're going to, she sees a big exit ramp, right? And she's like, Kenzie, I think we're going to take that. And I wasn't in the car, but obviously I saw some Snapchats, which is pretty scary, honestly. So she's driving up the interstate, trying to exit off of the traffic, and then she hits more traffic. So now she's like, oh shoot, what do I do? We're gonna be late to dinner, this is gonna be shambles like all your other dates, what do I do now, right? So she's like, okay, let me back up on the interstate. So yeah, this woman puts it from drive into reverse and goes back on the interstate, goes the opposite direction, and is going on the other side of the interstate, right? Meanwhile, 
that's happening, I'm driving around in circles of Seasons 52 restaurant trying to find where the parking garage is. Okay? Now the parking garage is in another building, not even connected to the um, place to eat at all. And I'm there and I'm like, okay, well this is kind of crappy because it's under her name. I can't go in, it's some fine dining restaurant, what do I do? So we get there, we get there a little, a little bit late, but you know, it's, it, it was a good meal and we had a good six months, for those of you who asked, sorry. Um, but it was a good meal. So why I tell you this is that in the Old Testament we see a lot of back on the Israelites. See, the Israelites, they were wandering through the wilderness for 40 years. Many of you guys know that. And Moses was their leader. And God had planned out the destination for them before showing them the path. And I feel like tonight God is trying to show each and every single one of you the, the destination in your life without showing the path first. See, I feel as though God knows the path for your life because God knows all things. God knows the path and God knows the destination for your life. But he's not going to show you the path because you're going to be too scared to feel it. You guys are going to be too scared to follow it. Now, how it relates to scripture. <laughs> That's the big thing for tonight, guys. How it relates to scripture. Now, the Israelites, throughout the, all the Old Testament of wandering through the wilderness for 40 years, they have moved from camp to camp to camp to camp over 50 to 60 times throughout scripture, and that's crazy. And at first when I was reading the scripture, I was like, how am I gonna apply this to young adults and adults in my area, you know? I'm, I'm sitting at Liberty and I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna apply this, but God showed me some revelation through this. And one of my first points that I'm gonna hit on tonight is that don't let the enemy delay the deliverance of your promise. I'm gonna say it one more time for dramatic effect, okay? I'm gonna say it one more time, come on. Don't let the enemy delay the deliverance of your promise. So what I mean by that, see, the Israelites were on course. They were full head surrendered to the God of the universe, and they say, you know what, God, I'm going to follow your path. But you guys know the story. They fell short. They started worshiping other gods. They started forgetting their faith about God and relying on earthly things. And they started discourse. Now, in my life, I can tell you right now, there's been so many times I've felt that. I went through discourse throughout my life. And why this scripture really hits home for me again is that it's a personal connection because even though I'm delayed in my life because the enemy, if you're allowing the enemy to open up a door into your life and follow and make your path straight, you are not gonna get to God's promise for you. Because God's promise is there for you, but the enemy is out there to steal, kill, and destroy you in every single way possible. And I think back to the story of when I was first going to Liberty. You know, when I was first going to Liberty after a whole year of planning out my life, trying to figure out everything I want to do in my life, I wanted to become Air Force cadet, I wanted to go in Air Force, do all that. So I joined it through Liberty, left PTC, went, did that, and I got to Liberty, and God really, really broke my heart. And I believe that God breaks a heart for good things, not for bad things, but God breaks our heart to show us that he is the one true God and God is there loving on you no matter what you're going through. He doesn't want you to plan out your life. And when I was sitting there in that room that one night in my dorm, I realized that I was planning out my life. So I completely said, God, I'm going to let you take course of my life and fully just surrender it all. And that's where I feel like sometimes we're missing that in our life, guys. We're like the Israelites. We're afraid. We're scared of what God has for us, but only God wants good for you. God has such an amazing plan for your life, so why won't you surrender it all to the Lord? 
It's the enemy. And I feel as though the enemy did that to them. Did that to the Israelites and is doing, doing it to you today. So they continue and it said, and from there they continue to beer. That is the well of which the Lord said to Moses, gather the people together so that I may give them living water. Then Israel sang this song. And I want to pause in that verse real quick because it said, gather the people together so that I may give them water. You know throughout scripture, he says, I am who I say I am. I am God. I'm the one that made you in your mother's womb. I'm the one that has loved you. I'm the one that has known you before you even known yourself. This is the same God that is giving us the source of living water today. So my question to y'all tonight is, this is a mini sermon. This is not something long, but my question to y'all is, where are you finding your source of living water? Are you finding in the opinions of others? Are you finding it in likes and photos and just retweets and likes? Or are you finding it in the amount of followers that you have on Instagram or Twitter? See, I'm not only preaching to you guys tonight. I'm preaching to myself because I've dealt with the same thing. I feel as though we live in this reality today that we want to follow the influencers of this world to, that distorts a different image of what Christianity looks like. A Christianity that we have to post about every time we get connected with God. We have to post whenever we're on a gathering with God. Come on, somebody. We have to preach and we have to talk about God 24-7 in order for people to know us so that they can think that we're a good person. And I can tell you I fell in that category a long time ago. I know what it's like. I know. And he closes it out as I invite the band back up. He closed it out and he said, and from the wilderness they went on to Matanah. And from Matanah to Nahalel. Do you like my Hebrew a little bit? I don't know what it is. Matanah? Something like that. And from there they went to Bamoth. And from Bamoth to the valley lying in the region of Moab by the top of Pisgah that looks down to the desert. And why that scripture is so important and how he closes out Numbers chapter 21 is that they're overlooking from the Mount of Pisgah. They're overlooking a mountain and they're looking at the desert. They're looking, it describes in the Bible a wasteland. That's Moab. See, during the time of the Israelites, the Moabites, they weren't good people. They were distorted people that believed in false gods. They believed in things that were not of God. They believed in earthly things. And the Israelites... They had a lot of numbers. They had weapons. They had everything to take down the Moabites, but they didn't. In Deuteronomy 2.9, the Lord said to Moses, do not provoke or harass the Moabites, for I will not let you in to the promised land. So <laughs> many of you guys are probably like, all right, Kyle, what does this have to do with the enemy? <laughs> it, it does. Because sometimes we are so trapped in doing ourselves, and we're trying to just picture life and see it as a Straight line. But let me tell you something tonight, guys, that crooked sticks draw straight lines. Amen? And that's so true. Because tonight, I'm telling you, you are serving the king of all kings. You're serving the Lord of all lords. Come on, somebody. And I'm telling you right now that even though the path isn't clear, the destination is because God is right there looking at you saying, hey, I love you. I'm looking past your sin. I'm looking past everything that you're doing in your life because, listen, I love you that much. 
I made you perfect in your mother's womb to fulfill the promise that I have for you. Not for yourself, not for anybody else, not for your mom, your best friend, your girlfriend, your brother, your boyfriend. No, for me and myself because I love you that much. And that's the God we're praising tonight. So tell the enemy when he's trying to path and trying to make your path straight. No, he's giving you a distorted figure of what your life is like. He's looking at you and he's saying, okay, I'll please you. He did the same thing to Adam and Eve, and you guys know the story. He said, come on, are you really going to die if you eat that fruit? Are you really going to die? He knows scripture way better than me, way better than Caleb Stanley, way better than Louis Giglio. He knows scripture so well, but he's going to distort it in order to fit your needs and to distort your path away from God. Amen. So tonight, guys, I want to start a revival real quick. I want you guys to stand up and just praise real quick. Praise the God that is still loving you, the God that is for you, the God who has always been for you, the God that knew you before you even knew yourself. I'm preaching out here and I'm screaming, but guess what? The Lord is out here moving mountains. There's no God that's bigger than him. And I can tell you right now, that the enemy tried my life for the past two weeks. He's come after my girlfriend. He's come after my life. He's come after my mental health. He's come after this whole ministry thing. Let me tell you a little secret about last night. Something happened about the building, and we, we were close to not having this tonight. We were so close to going into Kenzie's backyard and having a worship night. But let me tell you something right now. These lights right here, yeah, they can flash. And Jonathan Baxter back there, he doesn't get much praise. But I tell you, that man over there, he does all this stuff. But let me tell you something too. Let me tell you something too. What's even better is that these lights, they can't stop you from worshiping. These lights, just because they're there, doesn't mean that you only have to worship when these lights are here. No, you can go worship in your own home. You can go worship in your room. You can go, come on, somebody. You can go worship in your own house. You can go worship in your backyard. Let me tell you something right now that I believe that the enemy is fleeing right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God, we love you. We thank you so much for this beautiful dream that you have given us, God. We thank you that we couldn't do anything without you, Lord. God, let's look at the enemy straight in the eyes and say, not today, Satan, not today. You are not taking hold of me. God, I'm commanding depression. I'm commanding anxiety. I'm commanding suicidal thoughts. I'm commanding everything in this room that is unspoken tonight, Lord, that you are here at presence, God. Your presence is at presence, God. And you're moving lives and you're moving mountains, God. So resurrect with us, Lord, and do what only you can do. Amen.